Hello everybody, it's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. Welcome to another episode of the Language Facilitation Helpline podcast, and thank you for tuning in today. The fastest results come when you enjoy the process of language facilitation. Hello, everybody. It's a different setup today, obviously. First of all, I'm not live. That's because I'm on location recording this morning. I'm traveling because um, just a little personal information, my daughter's getting married. It's a very exciting time for me, but it's also a big time of feelings. And that's why I was inspired this week to do a video for you about feelings. Wondering how you're feeling in the journey of having a child who's late talking and the process that you've undertaken to help this child develop and grow and turn into an important, included, social, communicative, chatty human being. And it's a big thing to undertake that job. And I know that a lot of you who are watching me have gone through a lot of the feels. And so today I've got some notes. I wanna talk about different ways that you could be feeling in this journey that could hold you back, that could be triggering your thinking away from doing what's needed to see the progress that you really want. And it can feel almost debilitating sometimes to be stuck in your feelings. But I wanna to talk to you a little bit today about feelings. So let's start with the first feeling that I know many of you are experiencing, and that's worry. I know you're worried about, you know, the older your child gets, the bigger the gap gets between what they should be doing or could be doing or other kids are doing and your child isn't or they are doing things that other kids aren't doing and that's not normal or appropriate and you're hoping these things will fade away over time, right? Because you're shifting your child's experience so their communication will change as we know all behaviors communication. And anyway, it feels, you know, it feels worrisome and it can be, you can be triggered into these feelings of worry because other people are in their mindset and bias and, you know, the way they think about this problem of your child not talking or performing other behaviors as something that you should be worried about because when you're worried, then you'll invest in paying someone else to fix this problem. The bigger your worry, the bigger your investment might be. And so there could be people around you, even professionals, who are triggering that worry in you as they um, tell you you need to get diagnoses and you're negligent if you don't. It just happened to me yesterday. I talked to a mom who told me, a doctor told me she was negligent because she didn't seek out a diagnosis for her child who shows some real developmental delays but is developing every day and didn't do well in therapy. That's part of why they're talking to me. 
But how I suggest if you are feeling worry, because you could be, like I said, it could have been triggered by someone else. And I want you to feel okay understanding where that worry comes from and feeling powerful enough to change it. And what changes worry? Feeling worried, the feeling of I feel worried right now is the feeling that you have to seek that is the feeling of feeling informed, right? Because when you're informed about your process, when you're informed about your child, not just someone who gives you a label or a diagnosis or tells you what's right or wrong, but they tell you why it's happening and where the root of the problem is and what you can be doing to help them. That's what I'm talking about, informed, not just I can tell you everything I know about your kid or what I know about you because I've seen all these parents or, you know, what happens to parents that triggers worry. And what stops that worry at least limits it because it's never going to go away. Moms worry, dads worry, caregivers worry. That's what happens. But what you do to mitigate that and keep it at a level where you can still take action, because if you're too worried, again, that you want to give this job up, that you worried that you can't do it, worried that your child's too something or you're too something or something like that, all that worry, that's where it comes from. But how you get rid of it is becoming informed. And you become informed by watching videos, by seeking out specifics about your child, by really analyzing your child yourself. You can use my tools, your workbook, um, the analysis charts. will help you every day realize where are we today? What is going on? Why are we at these levels? And when you know these things, your worry goes away. And it doesn't matter if other people judge because they're gonna, it's going to continue to happen. As long as your child continues to show these behaviors instead of spoken language, people are going to judge them as less than someone who's using spoken language. And it's going to happen. It is happening. And that's what triggers your worry. And this judgment of other people, remember, that's their judgment. It's their projection onto you. And if you pick that up and keep it with you, the worry will persist. And that's partly why it is persisting with many of you. You may have been okay, and this goes up and down. You could be feeling great one day as you watch your child playing and interacting and imitating you and starting to expand their speech and do new things. And then somebody new comes in and they start judging their behavior as less than other kids. And suddenly now... You're back into worry again. Oh, maybe we should be doing more. Maybe I should go back to Googling again, right? And then you go away from doing what you need to do. What you learned works through your information seeking about what you can be doing for your child. Because it's true that you can give this job up, but your worry will increase when you give this job up because how do you know what that person's doing? When you are informed about what it takes and how capable you are and how to put that plan in progress, that's how you eliminate worry. Okay, so that's the biggest one. But then the second one 
is fearful. So maybe you move out of worry because you know you get learning, but you're fearful it doesn't work, right? So that's the next level, right? Suddenly you you get informed. Maybe you've watched a lot of my videos. Maybe you've binged me all night long. Maybe you've read my book. Maybe you even, you know, read some online and then bought it or something though is keeping you from digging into this 150%. And that's fear, right? Fear that maybe you're one of the very tiny percentage of people who this won't work for. Or maybe you can't, you don't have it in you. Maybe you're too exhausted. Maybe whatever. There's some fear. Maybe you're afraid you don't want to invest in coaching with me because you feel like it's a waste of money. Or something is triggering this fear for you to not take action because that's what happens after you get informed and you know what to do there still is something that can block you from making progress and that's fear and fear makes you not do it I'm afraid it's not gonna work okay and how you get over fear is you have to start being grateful you have to be grateful for the information first of all now you know what causes it? Now you know how influential you have been in your child's progress, how responsible you are for where they are right now, and how responsible you are for where they're going next. So once you become, again, grateful for the information that you have, and then every little thing your child does do, you start to focus on that instead of all the things your child's not doing yet with the big capital Y-E-T yet. And that's just because you haven't had the time or consistency or even will to make this happen. You haven't done it because you were afraid it, you were going to fail and nobody wants to fail. And this is outside your comfort zone, right? That's where fear comes from. Outside of comfort zone means I don't want to. It's hard. It feels hard. Okay. But what feeling do you want more? The feeling of worry and fear or the feeling of Digging into as much information as you can get your mind on, your eyeballs on, your ears on, in, integrate, discuss with your partner, discuss with your family, dig into this rabbit hole of how can we help our kids start talking, dig into it, have the courage to do that, and then take the action on it. Be grateful that now you know what happened, because the next thing that can happen once you learn that maybe you gave your child tech too much, once you learned that your unforeseeable circumstance of having a new baby in the middle of COVID while your toddler was supposed to be going to preschool and that couldn't happen. I mean, all these things that happened in your life, you could be feeling guilty or shameful because these things happened. And now your child is delayed. And it was partly... Mostly, 100% your responsibility, right? To make sure that their development's happening as their parent or caregiver, and it didn't happen. So you could be feeling guilty about the fact that things didn't happen per plan, right? Now, during COVID, nothing happened per plan. So this feeling of guilt and shame, again, feeds into this other fear and worry because, again, I didn't do it, whatever. But how you get over that 
is with these other things. Now you're informed, you're grateful for the information and every little thing you're doing that you know now, that you didn't know before, the new investigations you're doing, the new speech you're trying, the new activities you're integrating, the the less you're prompting and manhandling and chasing down your kids and the more you're allowing them to be independent and teaching them and coaching them, all of that, right? When that stuff's going on, right? That's when you're motivated to change, right? If you feel guilty about the old way, that's because you're motivated to change, then that guilt goes away because you can do better and your kids know that you can do better because you want them to do better. And when you want them to do better, then you will also do better, okay? So, oh, the lighting's all changing on this video. I hope it's okay for everybody. I'm outdoors because I'm in this beautiful area in Northern Illinois and it just, the birds are singing and I couldn't get a more natural, amazing backdrop to talk to you about how I feel because this is a really emotional time for me too with my daughter flying the coop and getting married and all of that. I mean, she's been out of the house for a while now, but you know, anytime we move through these transitions in life, helping our kids move from one stage to another, there's a lot of feelings that come into play. And these feelings, that's why I like to call it waves of communication because these, this is energy and feelings and emotions and they come and go a lot and it depends on who's around you and who you're talking to and what's going on all of that stuff is really important for you to consider in your process if you're head down into what next therapy do we need to do are we on schedule on our itinerary what kind of supplements does my kid need blah 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 blah, blah, blah. then your head is not in the game it's you might think that you are in control of all this, but remember the real progress happens when you connect with your child out in nature with simple activities that are everyday things that you have going on in your house today at home right now, because all it takes is a change. And when you feel guilty about, I gave my kid tech too much or this happened or that happened. One parent had to leave. The other parent had to travel to work. Somebody got stuck somewhere in another country. I mean, oh, I've heard stories you wouldn't believe. Family members are lost, right? Lots of things are going on in your life that are outside of your control. And you know that this parenting thing is in your control, but even sometimes that everyday experience isn't in your control. Things happen. And so what you can do is just, again, feel grateful for the capability that you have right now, for the knowledge you have right now, and just, you know, do a reset the next day if you feel guilty because you can change. And we all make mistakes and we all go back to old habits and all of that happens. So when it happens, you just become aware right? And instead of feeling guilty, just double down on what you know will work, right? You go back to that information because you get worried, right? All of these things trigger each other. The fear and the worry, um, the guilt triggers the fear, which triggers the worry. That's why I keep sort of using them all together because you could be feeling one or the other of these emotions every 30 seconds as you're sitting there processing this crying in the bathroom. I mean, I'm telling you, this is a huge thing. 
understanding the responsibility for helping your child to catch up development falls on your shoulders. And that's why the last one feeling is the one that I want to talk to right now. And that's for those of you who are still watching this video relating to all of this and maybe just at the end. Maybe your kid is older. Maybe you have run out of finances. Maybe you've lost all your therapists. Maybe you're a single parent. Maybe your child is older and you were sucked into ABA therapy for decades. And I mean, or years up to decades, it could be. Um, and you're just done. I can't anymore. There's nothing else. I don't have any energy left in me. I don't have any way to go about this. I feel all alone in the process. I can't find a professional to support me. I can't find family to support me. I've burned all my bridges. I've wasted all my money. I don't have any resources. I am done. Overwhelmed, right? And for those of you who are in that boat, I hope there's very few because I promise you in the world, there are people who have it worse than you. I don't want to sugarcoat this. You've got to pull yourself up from your bootstraps and help your child. But in order to do that, you have to get support. So you have to reach out. If you're, you know, financially unable, then you need to focus on the mindset videos on my channel because I'm talking to you, those of you who are feeling like you can't do it. You may have been told by other people that you can't do it. You may be telling yourself every day that you can't do it. You may be telling yourself that you're not enough. You don't have enough of this because your child is to that or your bank account is to this or your energy level is to that, right? We talked last week about feeling like your child is too severe for you to be able to do that. And then when we looked at those testimonials from those parents, those parents had to do what I'm telling you to do today. The reason they didn't believe that their child was too severe, too delayed, too impaired, too low, or they were too whatever is because they felt all these things all the way down to overwhelmed. They tried everything else. Almost everybody who works with me has tried everything else because I'm the alternative to the system. And what I do is I empower you. I give the job back to you every single day, but I make it easy for you. I make you understand how you can take this experience of feeling so overwhelmed and worried and turn it into the most life-changing, emotionally thrilling and overwhelmingly positive experience of your life from where you're feeling right now in the worst. It's not difficult to help your child develop spoken language so they can share their wisdom and they can show the world how brilliant they are because you're exhausted and overwhelmed and that makes you not believe it, right? And I want you to believe in your child. I don't want you to give up on your child. I don't want you to give up on yourself because you feel overwhelmed due to worry, fear, guilt, shame, 
and and I know that it is challenging to believe that getting rid of 90% of what you are doing to make your child progress faster and being with them, learning what they want to talk about, sharing, just getting calm and connected with your child, how much better you will feel instead of pushing and hustling and schlepping and taking. So many parents I just am watching on the Facebook feeds and the YouTube things about how Instagram, whatever, how their special education child summer is full of 10 therapy visits a week that they have to go to a center and wait. And the mom sits in the parking lot drinking Starbucks while she sends the child off. And other families are at the pool. And other families are in the backyard catching butterflies and playing in the mud and digging in the garden. And, you know, if you're in the winter time, you're playing in the snow and exploring places and learning about how to ride bikes and spending all day outside getting dirty and traveling, taking road trips and all of that stuff that summer goes because you can't cancel therapy or you've, it, you know, you'll miss your ABA. And why that happens is because when you don't show up to the clinic, those folks don't make money and they worry, right? Oh no, summer's coming where our income's going to go down. So we've got to increase the fear and worry and guilt and shame. If you don't do this summer school, your child will delay. How many of you have heard that? How many people are throwing this at you so they can get over their guilt or worry about, oh no, my clients are going away, so I'm not going to make money. And how could you use that money this summer with your late talker? to travel around, take a road trip to the next state or county or town even, go to the fair, go to the petting zoo, go to the garden place and get a plant to plant in your yard and water it every day and watch it grow. These are the kinds of things that kids should be doing now and that are easy for families to do. And when you plan and do these kinds of connected things instead of worry about where the next therapy session's gonna come from or the money to pay for the therapy session or I can't order this thing because it's too expensive or this whatever because it's too what, you know? Life is too short for you to pass off your summer of parenting, fun, gratitude, and remember, Get informed. Get informed about what your child likes. Get informed about what's available in your area. Get informed about how you can use summer activities to help your child improve. Get informed. Feel grateful for the fact that you have this time. You don't have to send them to someone else. You get to spend this time with your child in their fleeting youth as I'm getting ready for my second one to get married, right? All my kids are married now and I'm empty nester, missing those times, remembering and thinking about those times, waiting for the grandbabies, right? 
because I'm in a transition time in my life and these transition times come. Every time your child gets to a new level, you've got to help them move out of their comfort zone and try harder and work harder and learn new things. And you don't know what's going on in those therapy centers. And first of all, if they're telling you that you need to keep bringing your child or you're negligent or you need to get this or you're negligent, they don't know what you're doing at home 24-7 with your child. They don't know. They're not considering that. So if you hear that from someone, know that they're coming from their ego about this. And you have control over your feelings. Other people will project these things onto you. And it will come. You'll see other people. It just happened. Hi, I'm going to shout out Haley. Hi, Haley. Who... That she's in my lifetime program that I used to sell. And every time she gets stuck, you know, someone makes an influence. Oh, all you got to do is just go get this diagnosis and then you can get this extra service. And it couldn't hurt your child to get this service. So why don't you just go get the diagnosis? Why do you need another service? You are the service. Don't give up your time with your child to someone else. If they're already going to preschool or they're already going to community classes or you've got playdates with friends or siblings at home, there's no need for your child to do extra therapy. You can get them school ready. You can watch my videos and learn how. So there's lots of ways for you to overcome these feelings. And I want you to leave this video with ideas. So ideas to get information. How are you going to do it? Which videos are you going to search for? What are the topics that you're most interested in? Make a little list of that stuff. Look at my channel. Look at other channels. Look everywhere you can. If your child's got echolalia, look at everything you can. I really like meaningful speech. If you want to compare what I do to another platform, they talk about gestalt language learning, and that's real common for these kids. And it looks worried. It looks different than the analytical kind of language learning that speech therapy focuses on primarily most speech therapy so meaningful speech so get some information make a list which videos are you going to watch what are you going to do to learn more about what you can do versus focusing on things that you you know worry about things that you have no control over things you didn't do in the past like that you know okay and then how are you going to feel grateful? What are you grateful for? I have a practice every night when I lay my head on the pillow. I'm grateful for whatever, at least three things in my day. Even if I didn't do much, I was grateful for the food and the air and all that stuff. It's just a good habit to get into. But what I suggest is that you talk with your child about gratitude every day before you when you put them to bed you share what you were grateful for that they tried that they did that they listened to that they helped you with that they showed you something new they were able to do that is gratitude that your lay talker wants to hear they want to know that you're grateful that they're trying hard to improve every day because you're facilitating that effort we need them to try hard so they improve because that's the only way they're going to improve is if they are self-motivated to work hard to shift their nonverbal communication and limited verbal speech output into functional spoken language. That's what their job is, and you are the facilitator, 
right? You've got to be in the right mindset, informed and grateful for this job. Don't want to give it away. You want to spend as much time as possible with this child, as much as they'll let you, right? So you got to make it easy and fun. And there's tons of strategies in my videos on how to make every experience feel super wonderful, even taking out the trash can be super fun and engaging and educational, right? So now what you want to do also is get this motivation for change. Now it happens a lot. I've got this tip in the next one sort of melding together. It really helps when you have a support system. So if you have a partner that you're parenting with, you know, a dad or a mom or a grandma that's around who's helping you parent, like someone who spends significant time with your child, a neighbor, we just, like I said, where I'm staying right now, my beautiful friend Eddie had a stroke a couple years ago and he is still in recovery. He's still got a lot of one-sided weakness and he's working on his speech and all all kinds of things at the same time still through functional activities. He does his therapy at home through exercise and gardening and all that natural stuff. And they just have a neighbor, a little guy who's late talking, who's five. And he was, we don't know his background because he was a foster adopted baby who was given up at birth and we don't know anything about the mother. And so this child has vision and potentially some cognitive and definitely some motor deficits. And this mom has been through all the therapies and all the stuff, but because her child is unique, she can't find a professional that knows what to do to help her little guy. So uh, guess what? Through functional activities, both of these families, neither one of them are working with professionals right now, just a little bit of consulting here and there and doctors when they don't feel good and stuff. But at home, both of these families are developing new skills, activating neuroplasticity here at their homes. And just because I've kind of connected them together, they're going to start to work together. So there's neighbors, right? Other kids in kids, other kids, uh, parents of kids who are at your kid's school, you know, um, or the therapy center or your older siblings. You know, if you've got older siblings, their friends, parents, people like this. Um, and if you have finances that you would be paying for therapy, consider investing in a nanny slash language facilitator helper at your home that you hire to, you know, somebody who does respite for you, somebody who helps you pick up the pieces, let you have a break if you're a full-time stay-at-home caregiver. This person can be your team member. They help you analyze your child. They help you see what's going on. They help you analyze the output that's coming into your bubble of your family. These support people who are in your life are super important. And if you don't have anybody, that's partly why people coach with me is that I can help them remember to be discerning about all the input that's coming in, be discerning about all the information they're looking at online, and how to make decisions best 
based on information, gratitude, your feeling of willingness to a change, accepting the responsibility to facilitate this change and support each other. I'll help you because we're not all good at everything. If you're not talkative, hire a talkative nanny right? You'll learn to talk more from influence from the nanny. If you're super talkative and you need a calm presence, get a calm nanny. If you're, if you're the one who is, um, can't keep your hands off your kid and wants to force them to do things and, you know, because of all that's, you know, in you. Because a lot of us have this coming from our own parenting and how we parented other kids and all of this training we had as teachers, teacher mommies, you know, all of you guys, right? This is what happens when you get out of your connection with your child and into your book knowledge or whatever you learn from somebody or you saw online or something like that, and you don't connect that with your personal experience. So creating your team and getting support, see, that's how you stay out of overwhelm. That's how you do it. It's information, and you can do this, but it takes a lot. You know, um, like I said, my beautiful friends, Judy and Eddie, who are here, I'm staying with them, and... They are doing everything. They, you know, like I said, it's a couple years now post-stroke. And um, there's a still, I mean, recovery happens sort of in scaffolding. It goes for a while and then they see a bump and it goes for a while and they see a bump. And I said, it's very similar to the kind of neuroplasticity improvements that we see at the developmental end instead of the rehab end of the spectrum because it's all the same job. We're building new neural pathways because somehow the other ways were blocked through lack of experience, through damage, through something. Things weren't moving neurologically, literally moving the impulses the way they should have through the process of processing spoken language. And so What we do with language facilitation is we reactivate that naturally, just like everybody's wired for it. But again, sometimes, like in both cases, both my friend Eddie and the little guy next door, blockages happen. And when physiological blockages happen, ear infections, you know, genetic problems, uh, neurological issues, any of those things happen then the brain needs to rewire because we need to find the new ways for it to work. That's what's unique about us as humans. And what we know about all of the research that's going on right now is that those people who are able to facilitate consistent repetitive kinds of experiences that continue to evolve, it can't be the same thing over and over again, it has to evolve. That's what helps a brain learn. It's like, it's like video games. When you um, fail too many times, they give you more cheats, right? Because they don't want you to leave the game. They need you to stay at a level where you feel success, right? Because if you fall into worry or overwhelm or guilt, I don't, oh, I'm doing this too many hours or, you know, whatever, then you stop playing the game. And this is the game of life of helping your late talker learn to develop. And computer games have aspects of them that rope you into it. And that's why we keep 
this process super fun because if you feel like it's a big heavy job that you've got to wake up and do every day you won't last very long with it but if you feel like it's as fun or more fun funner <laughs> than a video game to wake up every day and engage all day with your child and teach them new cool stuff and how to be a big kid and develop all the things that they know as a beautiful human being that's when the progress skyrockets. And I'm not kidding. After five and a half years now of doing this exclusively online, I've never seen progress like I've seen parents be able to facilitate all over the world. So the main message of this message is no matter how you're feeling, you are enough. And you're better than enough. Your child needs you and they love you unconditionally no matter what your experience has been over the past moving forward you can do this just get informed be grateful feel the empowerment to change and take on the responsibility and get the support you need so that you can make it happen get over your fear get over your isolation reach out it takes a village and I could be one of those people for you. So hit me up at wavesofcommunication.com to learn all the ways that I help parents overcome all this and turn it into the empowerment, the life-changing experience that will take you forward to future you could never even imagine today. So I'll leave you with that. Thank you for joining me again, and I'll see you all on the next one. Bye for now. With a whole range of Waves of Communication resources, from free content to customized coaching, you now have access to everything you need to elevate spoken language to infinite success. You are welcome to get your journey started with my 11-week language facilitation journey to speech workbook. You can access this workbook and all of the language facilitation resources on my website, wavesofcommunication.com.